Hello everyone and welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. With me is Kay. Hello. And joining us for this special edition of Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth is David, aka Calestia. Hello, Calestia. Hey folks. Slowly forgetting everything I know about game design and replacing it with Elden Ring knowledge. <laughs> exactly. That's a good idea. Uh, as David has hinted at, and we've probably talked about in the intro, the pre- the cold open or whatever um yeah this episode even though usually we talk about how bad video games are uh we're talking about elden ring because it's the only thing that we can talk about because it's the only thing that we've invested mental time and energy into um for like the past two weeks so uh, we have no choice if we wanted to do an episode which we do uh to talk about anything but elden ring yeah I only know Elden Ring. I yeah. swear I used to know other things, mm-hmm. but that's gone to me now. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's an insanely deep. Just how mm-hmm. much you can get into <laughs> Elden Ring. It's like this is my first, um, not from software game, but first Dark Souls from software game. Uh, everyone asks, like, is this your first FromSoft game? And I'm like, no, bitch. I, I played Armored Core. <laughs> That's right, because you're a man of culture. <laughs> uh, Armored Core was good as hell. Oh, uh, well, Armored Core 4 and 4 Answer were fucking incredible. I haven't played the games before that, but Armored Core 5 was kind of a... Uh, I've never actually played five. Four answer was my last one, and I have mm-hmm. it on good account. I should keep it that way. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. Four answer, just, four answer, just fucking whips, and all oh, these yeah. like all these Johnny come lately Dark Souls fans. <laughs> these <laughs> these fake from soft these piggies. fake from soft fans are like man i love from soft i'm like what's your favorite game and they're like uh you know the dark souls and i'm like wrong bitch it's armored core <laughs> last raven you zero mechs in dark souls delete it from your pc <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> this is a stealth criticism <laughs> so you having not played uh, a Soulsborne before uh, makes I'm very interested in your your take on this game because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, have you are you are you a veteran of the Souls Wars? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I played original Dark Souls a bunch. Played maybe half of Dark Souls two and three. Uh, Bloodborne a couple of times. Sekiro a couple of times. Um, you play so, Demon yeah. Souls. Haven't haven't played Demon Souls. Have oh, well, watched I, far too many speedruns. you off the podcast for being a fake fan. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I would say, you you probably already know this, but what I would say to anyone listening is, you can emulate. Uh, you can there's PS3 emulators. You can you can play Demon Souls. I highly recommend it because uh, it's hard to play legitimately. <laughs> You either need a PS3, which I don't even know how hard it is to get one of those anymore, uh, or a PS5, which is impossible to get. PS3s you can get on eBay for like 80 bucks. Okay, so is it still quite common to see secondhand ones going around? For now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming it's not hit the, it's not hit the, I don't know what you'd call it, like the inverse bell curve of value, where Mm. it's like... 
the full like retro market. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't hit the retro market. Yeah. Like I'm starting to think that uh, the I, I'm starting to see like the original Xbox and like GameCube kind of hit that, mm. and I'm like, oh mm. my god. Oh yeah, I've heard it's hard to get a GameCube that isn't like a stupid price now because it's yeah, it's become a a classic collectible sort of thing now. Because mm. we're old. I know it's so yeah. fucking it's so fucking weird to <laughs> see like okay. X original Xbox games are retro now, and I'm like, what? No! And I crumble into dust. Yeah, I can feel my bones <laughs> withering. <laughs> time oh. well spent. <laughs> well spent sinking hundreds of hours into From Software games. Yeah. Uh, From Software. I didn't get like. Here's the thing. I I didn't play like a From Software game um, until the 360. Armored Core 4 answer, which I didn't actually want to get, but was like on sale for 20 bucks at Black on Black Friday. So my mom was just like, it's like, well, this is only 20 bucks, so we'll get it too. I'm like, I okay, whatever. I guess I'll play it. And I was like, okay, this and it ended up being one of my favorite games ever on the 360. Yeah, it was sick. Just to, you know, fully expunge what like a tasteless moron I am. The fucking game I wanted to get at that Black Friday sale was like, uh, Brothers in Arms, Hell's Highway is the, the game that I was like, I want to get this because it looks so cool. It's a World War II shooter. It's 2008. <laughs> and it was... Ah, uh, 2008. And it's so mm. fucking mediocre. And I was like $20 too. And then like the, the two games that were on sale for like 20 bucks was like that and then Armored Core for Answer. <laughs> And if it wasn't for my mom buying Armored Core for Answer, I would, I would have been stuck with a shitty fucking third-person <laughs> World War II game that was a medi like horrifically mediocre. Um, so that's, I have that's like a butterfly effect moment. I know, like the the possible Altons. Exactly. Oh, I don't, I don't want to see alternate timeline Alton who alternate doesn't know about how Alton dope mechs are. It's just a sad. A sad person who doesn't understand that mechs are cool. And loves mm. the U.S. military. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if I would have loved the U.S. military after playing Hell's Highway. <laughs> like, this, this fucking sucks. Why is it so boring? <laughs> Getting more back on topic, I guess we should oh, yeah. talk about Elden Ring. One of the things I was saying is that it reminds me a lot of Morrowind in quite a few aspects like this is something that the elder scrolls series just threw in the trash for no goddamn reason but mm -hmm. what it does in that a lot of games seemingly don't do anymore is that it, it's realized that gating off areas with tough as hell enemies is much more satisfying than just having scaling enemies mm. Um, it makes the world feel a lot more alive if you go somewhere and it's like, this is too hard. I'm going to fucking turn around and exactly. go the other way and mm. see what's over mm. there. And that's really fun because then you go the other way and that's maybe more where you're supposed to be. You get stronger, you come back later and you shit kick something that one shot you earlier and you're exactly. like, oh, I've gotten mm. stronger. Exactly. Wow. Like the progression Video mechanics games. are just incredibly good. Yeah. Um, it reminds me quite a bit. I was watching, I've been binging harris bomber guy videos recently for some reason that's so weird me too just the past few days <laughs> i re um his video on fallout 3 and fallout new vegas 
Yeah, mm. which are both 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 make very good points about the differences between the games. Like Fallout Three, you know, it's a lot more in that Oblivion vein where all the enemies scale to you, so you can technically go do end game content at the beginning of the game, and it mm. will be scaled to your pitiful level. And <laughs> and then it contrasts with something like New Vegas, which I think most people would agree is much better. The enemies in that don't scale to your level because there's like the direct path to get to the uh, Vegas Strip is basically nothing but endgame enemies who will one-shot you if you try mm. to go through it. Yeah. And so it encourages you to take this long, circuitous path like around the south and like loop mm. back around to the Las Vegas Strip, which includes a ton of like side quests and companions you can get and ways to get stronger and i can't help but think about that when i play elden ring because it's like i i feel like one of the the big problems with it with that style of difficulty is that it's sometimes it's difficult to know where the fuck you're supposed to go next yeah because it's like i would so I got into like Lernia of Lake Lake Lernia or whatever it's called region. Is it Lierna? Lierna. Yeah, and it's like I can never remember the names of places in this fucking yeah. game. <laughs> going there from Limgrave, like the starting area, you go into that place and you're like, Jesus fuck, these enemies are tough. Mm. And like, let's not even talk about Kaled, like an area right next to mm. your the starting region of the game, and it's just like the most badass monsters. That you can I would possibly say, fight. Yeah, Kaled is really the place where you go there, and it's like, I'm gonna turn around and go the other way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I've, I did that at least three times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll give this another go, but oh uh, no, there's even more of those giant dogs. Why is everything turning red? <laughs> the fucking giant dogs, the fucking giant crows. The crows are mm. bastards. Ooh, yeah, mm. vicious. Just evil <laughs> little creatures. <laughs> And that that's in every from software game the the birds are the most annoying enemy. i can i can see it like i hate the bats i hate mm. the birds oh the um, fucking bats the birds mm. I, yeah no they're they they started taking the piss with flying enemies just because they gave you a jump button mm -hmm. sickos <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolute sickos but going back to my original point like another thing that it reminds me of morrowind is the fact that items in the world are statically placed mm. and like mm. if you you know if you're fast and don't mind getting like uh curb stomped a couple times you can just like run to end game areas and get like extremely powerful items mm. Mm. oh yeah totally i mean i've been banging this drum for fucking years but i hate the sort of skyrim procedurally generated mm chests at the end of dungeons that just have mm. nothing in them elden ring is kind of perfectly designed for replayability because a lot of important like weapons and talismans are in these little side dungeons and it's like i'm just i don't need to go there all right i know there's mm. a sorcery down there and i'm a strength character so i actually i don't need to go there i can do other things exactly. the game doesn't have to be 100 hours long unless you want to be a completionist and you can mm. just go and like get the stuff you need and then just get into fucking fighting bosses and stuff it's really good once you've played it once and you know where shit is. Yeah. You also have the fun of just, like, extremely important items just being, like, lying on some dude's body. In a corner yeah, rules. 
if you if you know where to get something, you can just beeline for it and just like duck and dodge and weave and get it. And it's mm. like mm. I think my fondest memories of Morrowind is stealing the Redoran vault key from like the Vivic quarter uh, mm. and just going straight yeah. to the fucking vaults, opening it up, waiting like an hour until the guard leaves the room, closing the door, and just feasting on like endgame treats in like this huge vault because <laughs> it's like that's the best fucking thing about Morrowind is like if you know where good things are you can just go mm. get them something about that game design for items feels a million times better than as Kay said like the procedurally generated chest full of like two gold pieces and an apple that you get <laughs> yeah it helps sort of create a more like coherent like map of the world in your head mm -hmm. like you're, you're not just sort of like knowing that like yeah this city's here this path is here or that kind of thing but like this item i need is here uh i know that i can like yeah dodge past this enemy by going this way just like having that kind of consistency to like things in the world yeah. um really helps like build out that kind of like virtual map in your brain i can see that you know what it's like it's like if somebody took combined a map and an advent calendar <laughs> mm, mm. you just put all these little treats around it builds a treat network in your brain yeah it does a bit there's a logic to it that i appreciate right like most of the sorcery stuff is in the sorcery area mm -hmm. uh Kaelid, that's infested with scarlet rot there's a lot of scarlet rot stuff there's a lot of resistance stuff you go to the capital that's all like lightning and holy knights and stuff and it's faith shit like it's really everything just makes sense in mm -hmm. a way mm -hmm. um and I love it. And I think I was also on Morrowind, I wanted to say, I feel like that game is kind of the king of rewarding, like, players' game knowledge. The, exactly. the shit you can do if you know what to do and how to do it is, like, they eagerly allow you to break it, which is why it's such a shame that Skyrim mm -hmm. is so streamlined and doesn't it doesn't want you to break it. It's like, mm. it's a single-player fucking game. Let me, you know, <laughs> I mean, if I want to, let me fuck it up. <laughs> let's yeah, let's yeah. take a look at, like, you know, the evolution of Dark Souls is, like, it took them 12 years to add a jump button, right? But <laughs> as soon as they fucking added a jump button, you know, they did it for a reason, because they knew that if they added it, the level design would have to just go fucking crazy with it. And they did. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why Elden Ring's level design is, like, the most... I would say I'm not a veteran of the Souls game, so I can't really say how it compares to the other games, but it's incredibly vertical. Like, mm. I think that uh, Dark Souls and Bloodborne has always been remarkably vertical for how like limited the mobility of your character is. But I would say Elden Ring has definitely taken it up a mm. notch massively. Mm. Yeah. And mm. it, it shows. Compare like, that really, really good. to the Elder Scrolls series. Where the Morrowind starts, like the first big one, before, you know, I guess some people played Daggerfall if you're like a nerd or something. <laughs> or Arena. <laughs> but Morrowind, this beautifully realized 3D world, and it lets you fucking levitate. Yeah. And like, imagine having to design a game with levitation in mind. <laughs> And they, they do. They fucking do. And not only do they design around levitate being a thing, they expect you to use it at certain points. Because you've got, like, these wizard towers by the Telvanni who are, like, these 
crazy wizard uh, dark elves who grow their own homes out of like giant mushrooms. And they're wizards, so the design of their houses account for you just being able to fly. <laughs> yeah, I love that. You get there and like, there's no stairs. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a wizard be? house. Yeah, why yeah. would there be? Like, they thought about it. And they strip that out of like all subsequent Elder Scrolls games. Like, you went from being able to literally fly to just kind of being able to jump around in Oblivion. Which you can, is I mean, you can tell that it was a, a small studio or a comparatively small studio when they made Morrowind and their heart was still in it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it makes a difference. And by, by Skyrim, it feels like every part of it was made by an individual, like, department who never fucking spoke to the rest of them. Mm -hmm. You know, it feels like a, a game that was made in a million pieces and then kind of assembled at the end. And nothing really quite sticks together and makes sense. It's got no personality in a lot of ways, I think, because mm. of that. And, Whereas and in Morrowind, also, every area does. And yeah, also that like desire that the player should just be able to access all content at the start, mm -hmm. <laughs> regardless. Like th yeah. that, that was even sort of like the, the marketing pitch for Skyrim, the classic, yeah. like you see that mountain, you can climb it. You see <laughs> like, that mountain, you can, you can install a mod that turns it into an enormous persona that steps on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which admittedly is, I would say that, um, you know, in the one department that the Elder Scrolls thoroughly beats uh, Elden Ring in is the uh, strange porn mods. <laughs> I don't have that yet, but I'm sure given the, the rabid, yeah. like the rabid <laughs> affinity people seem to have for the witch Rani and uh, Fia, the deathbed companion, it's only mm -hmm. a matter of time. Mm. That's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> going back to what we were saying before about the like verticality as well yeah bloodborne and uh dark souls one definitely both have that like verticality as well but it's really kind of like it, it's kind of on one axis it's like in right. dark souls like you can either like go up towards an orlando or go way down towards the four kings um mm -hmm. and it's just kind mm -hmm. of like that structures the whole thing whereas elden ring it's like this just massive Tunnels and caves and jumping tops. puzzles. They have fucking jumping puzzles fucking in, yeah, the, in yeah. the game now, which it like goes. I do not think they could have actually done in previous games. Mm. I mean, mm. my understanding is that you had to like press three buttons simultaneously to jump. <laughs> I think you could only in Dark Souls you could only do running jumps. Mm. Uh, you had to be sprinting and then press another button to jump and there were jumping segments and they were evil mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like, whereas now like they've got the jumping down it feels pretty good i would have to say like the jumping yeah, jumping in elden ring feels very comfortable i don't know if it's like uh super mario brothers like tier or whatever but it doesn't need to be it feels yeah. good enough to get to where you're going and there are usually there aren't that many punishing jumping puzzles except when there's like a, a treat a particularly well hidden treat that you need to get to and it like it tests you yeah it, it tests you for little treats but it's ne it's never gonna i don't think it makes you do any crazy jumping shit for like just mm. beating the game you don't really have to yeah no just for little treats fuck me can you imagine if there was just like a mario 64 level in fucking elden ring you just had to go jump you had to do like fucking <laughs> moving platform jumping puzzles <laughs> 
That'd be pretty cool. I mean, I haven't been into all of the dungeons, so I, uh, I can imagine that being somewhere. That's true. I love the way they've done the dungeons, because you never know what you're going to fucking get when you, you head down there. Like, there's a few big underground areas where, like, you just walk into a dungeon and you get on a little lift and it starts going down. And you're just, like, you're sitting there, it's mm -hmm. going down. <laughs> It's going down kind of a long time. Okay, this is going down a really long time. And then the walls around you open up as you're still descending and you see this like huge underground castle. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm. oh, this is this yeah. is this is an area that I'm going to spend hours in. This is not just a little dungeon. <laughs> no, it's not a dungeon. It's a whole new fucking region of the game, which is yeah. insane. <laughs> like you open mm. up the map when you first get it and you look at like just the, the continent-sized fucking game world <laughs> that FromSoft made, and you're just like, okay, well, this is gonna be... This is gonna take a really long time. This is a big game. And then you fucking go down the enormous elevator that takes you into a whole new region of the game, and you're like, oh. Oh, my God. And yeah. you unlock the map segment, like, the underground <laughs> map segment. Yeah. Guess what? Now you're toggling between the fucking overground and underground map, asshole. Mm -hmm. Enjoy playing this game for 5,000 hours. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of your life. We own you now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like, I'm, I don't know how they... It's sort of incredible like, how much attention to detail is put into this world even because it's so huge. It's like every area I, I would say very much unlike some like elder scrolls things you know when you're wandering around the open world in elder scrolls they're just fucking spawning random you know basically monsters to come attack you mm. but yeah. in, in elden ring the entirety of the world is like handcrafted so that every encounter is like made specifically for that occasion like when you've got get to like the gate in Limgrave going to mm. the Storm Highlands mm. uh, or the Troll Country or whatever it's called like you go you walk through and a fucking giant jumps down and starts attacking <laughs> you yeah I don't think there's any RNG encounters and it's so no. much better for it uh, like you'll go to enemy camps and you'll start fighting them and you'll realize the camp has like a second level up on a cliff and they've got a ballista that is now fucking mm. firing at you mm. oh, yeah. while you've engaged their knights on the lower level and like oh, it's, everything is just so good. Yeah, mm. it's like these monsters are just always setting up traps for you. <laughs> yeah, they want to fuck you up. They know you're coming and they hate you. Exactly. <laughs> which uh, gets to another point about the game, which is that for some reason, Dark Souls have Twitter in it. Um, <laughs> and I bring it up because, you know, one of the th cool things is that players can put down little signs and say, like, beware left when there's like an ambush coming. Yeah. Uh, but mostly they just put it in front of blank walls to be like, <laughs> secret passage ahead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> actually this so um elden ring cut through to the mainstream in a way that the dark souls games never did i don't know why it's just selling crazy mm -hmm. um and i think the greatest indicator of that is the signs because in El in dark souls there were always like fake signs being like <laughs> jump off here wink <laughs> it's just yeah. it's nothing you just die um but i feel like even in Dark Souls 3 on release, they were plentiful, but not so much it became ridiculous. 
Mm-hmm. But I just feel like ev- there's all these giddy new players in this game who are like, oh, I'm going to get people. <laughs> so every fucking wall <laughs> it just has like a hidden path ahead. Like there's huh? a million. Listen, like, Elden Ring yeah. has a million fucking walls and every single one of them has like it's a fake. thing, has a thing saying secret passage ahead in front of them. And yeah, there's a any million cliff fucking just cliffs. Try jumping. Yeah. There's a million fucking cliffs and there's always a message on the cliff that says try jumping required ahead. Yeah. Or if it's funnier, it's like no maidens, therefore try jumping. <laughs> See, that's those are good. I, I feel like everyone has like different. The, the thing is, everyone has like different messages that they hate and like think are just spammed way too much and they despise them. It, it, but it's different for everyone. So, for example, I cannot stand the secret passage ones. Because they're just, like, such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's just frustratingly stupid. Um, because it gets it gets in the way of, like, genuine messages that would hint you into something like that. And then also, I hate the ones that are, like, try jumping next to a cliff. Because it's, like, so stupid. And then, like, the insane thing about it is, like, I see one of those messages and then just, like, a million blood stains around it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> which just... Which, honestly, that aspect of Elden Ring has deeply damaged my faith in humanity. (laughs) (laughs) That's gotta be so fucking funny for the person who puts the sign down. I bet they revisit it now and then and just look at the bloodstains. Like, Mm -hmm. nice. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say, I'm gonna gonna invert it here, and I'm gonna tell you the ones that I love, which is whenever there's a, a gap, just in, like, an area that's, you can't actually, like, the player can't actually go through it. There will be a sign in the old games. It would just say fatty. And I don't wow. think you can say fatty anymore. So in the new games, it says plump sort. Huh? <laughs> you can't get through the small gap. Nice. It's I love it. It's great. I like, do you know those? Um, so these these non hostile creatures. Well, usually not hostile. Mm. Sometimes they mm. are that are like these sentient rock balls. Um, and mm. they go. They basically they're this worm formed of like these orbs of rock. Yeah. Um, and so at one of the ever jails, uh, they like they're like standing straight up. So it's just like a bu- imagine a bunch of like orbs stacked on top of each other. Right. And next to one of them was a, a someone to put a sign that said, if only I had a massive butt hole. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen one like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that those messages are incredible. So I have read people those say they absolutely hate those. They're like, oh, I, what? Those are great. I know. It's like they're like, <laughs> I can stand the people telling me to jump off cliffs, but I hate, I hate it when people make butthole jokes. <laughs> Listen, butts are funny. That's never going to change, folks. That's just how it is. That's, and when we're talking about this, simple biology, we have to bring up how <laughs> how there was like an an international incident, I guess you could say, where Japanese players were finding like the auto translated messages because you know. In their game, it says it says whatever you put in that that field in Japanese, right? Yeah. Because it has like it has like a template message, so it works across all languages. However, mm. people were spamming fort as in a fort and night, um, yeah. and just, just putting Fortnite everywhere as a joke. <laughs> and fucking and fucking Japanese players would be he- seeing this and seeing fort and night. In Japanese, and they're like, "Oh, there must be some kind of event at a fort at night." 
Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, crucially in this game, there are times of day and there are secret things that only appear at night. Exactly. So completely mm. sensible conclusion. But no, <laughs> Westerners are just fucking brain damaged. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, then they, they had a... It was very funny seeing like the thread of like that one uh, Japanese gamer explaining how like it's actually people, it's actually people spamming Fortnite the game. Oh <laughs> fuck! Just saying it is a joke. All right, don't worry about it. Everything's I, I fine. Know. I can't tell. I feel like I, I laughed at that one a couple of times, but I'm wondering. I'm I think I might start to get sick of that one. <laughs> I I once saw one I loved that was three in a row, and the first one said like Fort Morning. One said Fort Day, <laughs> and then the last one said Praise the Night or something like that. Oh I was like, this God. is good. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I Yeah. <laughs> have you found any good messages, David? No, well, I was, I was saying, okay, I'm playing on a less than legally acquired version. So oh. <laughs> the, the only messages I'm getting are the from software inserted <laughs> hint messages. Oh. Um, which is, it's interesting itself to like, uh, Playing these games in like offline mode, it does highlight this all of the like fake online stuff that they put in the games. Oh um, yeah, they do that. They yeah. they do that quite a bit. Like they have offline NPC invaders, mm. and mm. like they yeah they have blood offline blood stains and messages, and it's mm. like mm. they tr it's almost like they're trying to like deliberately blend it into like mm. their online games, so you can't tell what's like something that they put in you can mm, you can mm. basically tell the invaders but like the bloodstains and messages are like identical to the ones everyone else leaves mm. which yeah. does make it pretty hilarious to play offline say so like oh <laughs> there's like the first message i've seen in like eight hours <laughs> there must be something important over there interesting yeah, yeah what kind of message <laughs> can you remember any of those because like i can't tell the difference because i i just stopped reading the messages eventually because i was like oh it's telling me to jump off a cliff how fun i feel like there are fewer in this than in some of the previous games but like yeah it's mostly just kind of like kind of tutorialized hints and that kind of thing mm, um I, I do enjoy the uh npc invaders it gives me a bit of that uh pvp feel yeah. <laughs> while still being like actually a computer i can date rather than exactly. a human i definitely can't date. <laughs> Well, honestly, we should probably talk about the PvP at some point. I know, Celeste, you won't be able to uh, contribute to this, but uh, I've been doing some co-op with Kay and Reese, and mm. uh, I think I can go out on a limb here and say probably the greatest feeling in the world is bullying somebody who invaded your world. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like you vol they volunteered to just be a dick and like try and kill you, right? I love it. But like, there's like three of us and we just surround him and just give him the beat down of his life. <laughs> so this game does something I don't love, which is you can opt into invasions when you're alone, but otherwise you only get invaded when you've got at least one friend summoned. Mm -hmm. um, so oh, it means right. if, if you're invading, you just need to assume you're going to be fighting against groups. Right. So it's created this thing where certain like a solo, like one on one dueling PvP build might not be good for invading. You might need something totally different. That's that's better for fighting like two, three people. So it's it's uh, it's created this totally different 
adjacent PvP meta, kind of, which I think mm. is interesting. And it's also really fucking hard because you got to fight two or three people. <laughs> exactly. Mm. I mean, I listen. I'm not a PvP guy. I don't usually play PvP in games. I don't like it. I don't like getting angry. I don't like going gamer mode because I get very competitive and I'm simultaneously not very good. And I recognize that. So I usually avoid it. So the fact that like people are sort of getting, they're sort of like butting themselves into my fun co-op time with friends is just like an excuse to just go fucking ape shit on them from like <laughs> a meanest perspective, just teabagging their corpses like spamming those um gourds that like say thank you thank you thank you alton is so toxic in elden ring and i love it it's great. <laughs> they chose to invade so yeah they that's right exactly they it's up like for the pain they volunteered <laughs> <laughs> it's like nobody made you invade you chose to do this it's time for pain um, thank you <laughs> And I think that that is honestly, like, one of the funniest things. It's so fucking funny. Just, like, watching, like, somebody panic is, like, the three of us, you know, we're all on Discord. We're already getting sweaty strats out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're, like, coordinating our efforts. We're, like, surrounding them, coming at them from all sides. And I don't know. I feel like if there's got to be PvP, like, just to play co-op, then it's at least funny when we can bully the invader. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, and on the other side of that, I've been doing, you know, honorable 1v1 duels uh, mm -hmm. lately. Mm -hmm. I've been streaming that a bit, and um, it's really fun right now because the game is so new, a meta hasn't really settled, certain things are obviously overpowered, right. uh, and so you're just seeing all sorts of crazy shit people are coming up with, and uh, it's, it's fun. I remember when Dark Souls 3 first came out, it was similar, just like, it was the Wild West in, in PvP land uh, for a while, and it was very fun. Yeah, I, I would say there was some exploitables, like people were doing like the um, Fire of Faith or whatever, and then like somehow there was a bug where you could proc like this uh, death effect on people. Oh yeah, Fire's Deadly Sin and there's a death weapon. Yeah, that has been patched now, I believe. Mm. All the exploits connected to that spell have been, I think, and... Thank God for that. That was mm. bullshit. <laughs> like, that was over the line. It's not even, like, fun. It's just, like... Yeah. It, it just, like, it auto-kills you. So it's... That was pretty bullshit. We, like, me yeah. and Reese got uh, hit by that one time. And, like, the thing is, it's, like, it's not even a good build. Like, no. you would be so <laughs> fucking easy to kill if it weren't for, like, the death buildup. But anyway. That's gone yeah. now, at yeah. least. good. <laughs> I wonder if, yeah, if there is a, a tension between, like, uh, getting getting PvP and multiplayer balance and just, like, the fact that, like, as we've been saying, like, part of the <laughs> fun of this game is that it's, like, so expansive and there are so many random builds, random weapons. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, Speaking I, of I that. I can't imagine there's a possibility where that actually gets fully balanced. Yeah, it's yeah, I don't be think you don't treat it like an esport is my thing like there's a mm -hmm. while where every game was trying to be the next like overwatch or starcraft or whatever and was really crazy about balance but like i don't think that's ever going to be these games mm -hmm. i think the premise of oh, elden wait, ring is that you're you can saying make that they were trying to be guy. they're trying to be bad i guess yeah <laughs> esports are shit or maybe the next league might be the mm -hmm. the more apt 
because uh, again, shit game, but right. like you know, highly competitive, a lot of meta. money. Yeah, mm. but like the point of Dark Souls is like there's gonna be things that are just strong or mm. uh, or strong if you don't know how to play against them and stuff, and that's part of the fun. And you just that's, mm. you don't want to mm. lose that. Yeah, within reason. And talking about like the just incredibly huge number of items is that like you know I've kind of settled into a build I've got like a strength based guy who's like very much like shield focused like very mm. defensive and like I, I find that this is like a very easy uh, meta to play like for newcomers like me because it's like the shields are really fucking good um, and weapons like the spear uh, can you can attack while blocking and mm. I've been using the pike which is like a game you get like in the first big dungeon of the game mm. um, and it just has an insane reach and I always catch out invaders with it because they don't get far enough away <laughs> and I'm just I can't so I'm just I'm just over here with my shield constantly up poking people and it works very well. But I've, I've gotten like a million cool, you know, intense strength-based swords, like dex-based swords or great swords. I've just gotten like a million really cool looking and cool functioning weapons that I'm just not, I just don't have the build for. And I think mm, one of the things yeah. that like is really cool about Elden Ring is that as you're playing and you're picking up these different items, it makes you think about all the different builds you could be running. Like, it mm. makes you want to make a character that just runs dual Great Club. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking Bam Bam from fucking um, Flintstones ass RP character. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's just like, and the, the thing is, is that any cool character that you can come up with, you can basically do in Elden Ring. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to do a, a whip best character in the future. Oh <laughs> yeah. Whips look like they'd be very, very cool if you build for them. And so like yeah. I came into the game, I was like, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a big knight guy. I want to do mm -hmm. a knight with like a cool spear and like a huge shield. Mm. Uh, and it was so, e it's super easy. To make that character work in Elden Ring. And it's like almost any cool character. Just not like items, armor, sight unseen. You can probably think of a guy and make him in Elden Ring. I've never heard us be so uncritically positive about a game. We need to start critiquing this. We need to start being yeah, mean gotta, to it. Think of some it's too long. <laughs> it's too long. I've got a big negative. Uh, the uh, servers are, are fucked. Oh, they, yeah. I, I, I have a feeling they were not expecting this many players because this got so this way more at the beginning mm. than Dark Souls three, which mm. was their previous biggest. Um, and yeah. it, it it's 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 still jacked up. It's hard. I <laughs> would say all yeah. The time. And speaking about that, I think that this is the best poorly made game I've ever played. <laughs> yeah, I mean that from a technical standpoint because even though it's an incredible game, it runs like absolute hot ass on pc it really does and it's like it doesn't matter what pc you've got i think every single person i've talked to has had frame stuttering like yeah it doesn't matter what setting you put it on you can put it on the lowest settings you'll still have frame stuttering and yeah like, it's really poorly optimized as k said like the net code is just garbage 
like me and Kay were trying to play co-op a while ago and like they had to join in like two or three times in order to get it to work and at one point it just like stopped and like Kay was stopped like frozen in time all the enemies were frozen in time and I was just like what the fuck is happening <laughs> Yeah, and that's crazy because Alton was the fucking host. Exactly. <laughs> like, it was still freezing for him. Like, it was, yeah, it's, I, I hope to fuck that they're able to to smooth that out in, in patches as they come because it's it's not, it's not good enough. I, I uh, just right want it to run all. smoothly. I like it, there, yeah. there are like small stretches of the game where it runs smooth as silk and it would, mm. it just gives you like this tantalizing glimpse into what the game would be like. If they hadn't made the they hadn't made the engine out of like fucking old stale crackers and gum, <laughs> maybe offline is the way to play. Because like mm. yeah, I, I've <laughs> I've run into I, I feel like pretty much the only stuttering I've run into is like um, sometimes on like loading between areas mm. or in like a couple of the boss fights uh, where they they have like particle based attacks. And that kind of thing, but yeah, generally running running around, it's been like it has been quite spooky for me. So uh, mm. yeah, <laughs> maybe I mean, just like god tier offline mode. What is the <laughs> what is the copyright protection do they use? Is it Denuvo? Uh, I don't think so. Um, mm. Yeah, I think it might be easy anti cheat or something. Yeah, um, yeah, they use okay. that. I'm just wondering if the cracked version removes some kind of like copyright protection that could be causing performance issues because you know we all remember it's like ubi we all remember the fucking ubisoft games that had that fucking issue so yeah origins had that issue massively like where people were getting mm. like a hundred percent cpu usage oh yeah <laughs> because of the denuvo anti-cheat crap mm. Fuck. <laughs> yeah that no, shit sucks yeah the 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 most i've seen is that like yeah every time it loads up you get the like naughty naughty inappropriate activity detected Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, but could just yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? It. What's interesting is that it is the same engine, and it seems like the same kind of online system as Dark Souls Three, and that, frankly, ran like a dream. At least mm -hmm. on my PC, I never really had like online connection issues. Uh, so it seems pretty clear that the the open world transition uh, that they didn't do mm -hmm. enough to change it. Uh, change those old systems and they just it seemed like they thought they could just stick them in so summoning and stuff can be really weird and janky and it's mm. i don't know i think that they need to do more to rethink the summoning system because it's a more open world game as like compared to the dark souls games mm. there's a lot of things like um uh, alton recently um alton and reese were playing together my understanding is that um one of them had killed the boss of stormvale and they were trying to summon to kill another boss in stormvale but they couldn't because mm -hmm. they killed um godric the main boss and that's right. a, that's a thing from the dark souls games when you kill an area boss you can't summon people anymore because you know you're done with that area mm -hmm. but in an open world game it doesn't quite work like that no uh, mm. people are gonna be revisiting things more and there's gonna be more often in this game, there's multiple bosses in an area that you might yeah. want to summon for. And it's mm. just like, that's such a relic from Dark Souls. That is fine mm. in Dark Souls, but now is a bit like... I don't, yeah, why you, would you, you do that? It. Like, there's so like just, mm. there's like at least three other areas that you could use massive amounts of help with. In that area, I can think of three mini-bosses. Yeah. 
and if you haven't killed them before you take on Godric, then it's just like, well, you're shit out of luck. Do it yourself. Asshole. And like, even for those areas, you don't even get, like, your, um, your Ash summons. It's such a massive oversight in design that it's, it's really strange. I think that's one of the things that's, like, I don't know, the most incongruous while playing it is that you'll be playing this game that feels like it's just masterfully designed and just incredible and then some basic thing is just bizarrely incompetent <laughs> that's the FromSoft experience that's yes, the classic yeah. i love it it's so strange <laughs> yeah uh it's it's weird at least they've got the um the like spirit summon ashes so you can mm -hmm. do something on your own uh it, mm. I, I mean a big part of why the like um from soft game difficulty discourse i think is bullshit is because the difficulty is you scale it yourself with summons with bringing friends with multiplayer mm. it's uh that's i think that's the idea right so making that less accessible especially if you don't know how the boss thing works if you haven't played mm. dark souls i just think that's a uh, and they the, never explain they, that that's what's happening there's a lot of mechanics where they clearly assume you've played Dark Souls and you get how this sort of thing will work. But again, this game is getting way more fucking attention than Dark Souls and way more people are playing. So there's, there's just going to be tons of people where this is their first Soulsborne and yeah. they're not going to know what the fuck any of this is. <laughs> also, like I, I've played most of the previous Souls games, but there's a bunch of mechanics in, in this that I still have no idea how they work. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like the that's fucking also menus. The like the menu, the first time I played the game, I was like, what the shit is this? I was like, I had to like figure out like I've got my pouch. So it's not too difficult to like, okay, I can put things into like my act, the down on the D-pad active slot and like switch between it with that. But then like, okay, but then you hold down Y and it brings up another menu. It's like, how do I put things in there? And it's hmm. just like, yeah. You have to like go into your menu and go over to the right and then press Y and switch things out in like the quick access yeah. bar. It, yeah, it, the place where you assign things to those two different mm -hmm. like quick bars are in different places. It's got it's like what is happening. FromSoft has never been good. Like from my experience, FromSoft has never been good at UI and like readability and like explaining <laughs> yeah. what all these different stats you've got do. Like even on yeah. Armored Core, I I distinctly remember like taking forever to figure out what all the different stats were for because they they just they just don't fucking explain. And in this game, to their credit, they do they have put in a lot more effort to tutorialize it and like try to explain things to you. But, There's a lot of tooltips yeah. this time around, which is nice. Mm. But they still kind of fall short. Yeah, definitely. The The original Dark Souls was going for this, like, classic RPG, kind of like first edition D&D sort of feel in a lot of ways. Mm. And so the weird kind of menu, it I don't know, for me it worked. It felt appropriate in that game. But mm. as their games have gotten kind of sleeker and faster and different, uh, the menu is like, this shouldn't, this menu doesn't clunky. belong in this game. In this it's form. clunky, yeah. weird menu. I'm curious as like a as a game designer, uh, what is like what's your take on it? Like, I, I feel like it, you know, just as a game enjoyer, it it is such like a strange mix of like the most incredibly well polished and you know designed encounters and like minute to minute gameplay combined with just like weird 
technical incompetence and poor <laughs> UI. <laughs> well, yeah, I, th I think like it has been very obviously very very fun to play through, and mm. like particularly just like the the ambition of some areas, and just like I, I love playing these kinds of games where there are like so many so many sort of like recognizable elements of standard game design, but like experimented with in some other way. Like there's mm. sort of new ideas about like how to make an open world navigable. There, there have been so many moments playing this game where it's just like, yeah, that's, that's such a clever use of a, a map or <laughs> that's such a clever use of like waypoint markers or, mm. um, or things like that. Speaking of waypoints, that reminds me, um, while I was going through the tunnel uh, to get into the capital, like the tunnel that you, mm. the optional tunnel that you can take to get uh, up to the capital area, uh, there was like a fucking boss fight against the magma worm, and like after you kill a boss, usually like a sight of grace will appear. Some fucking joker put a message directly on top of the sight of grace, and for some reason, immediately after beating the boss. You cannot actually touch the side of grace. You have to just read the message that just says grass. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, I was like, okay, this is some bullshit. So I, re I teleported back to an, uh, an earlier side of grace, which luckily is only like, you know, pretty close because it's like right before the boss. They kind of give yeah. you like two sides of grace right next to each other. Um, which is very lucky because once you respawn in, then like the game will automatically default to touching the side of grace because it tries mm. to prioritize actionable items like talking to NPCs and climbing ladders over messages, but it's yeah. not very good at doing <laughs> that. So occasionally yeah. people will be able to exploit that by like putting messages at like the bottom of ladders. To keep people from quickly getting onto it, uh, uh, which it, it in one particular dungeon it has like this really tough enemy at the bottom of a ladder, and like so there's a bunch of fucking blood stains around the ladder, and like a message right at the foot that says "still no ladder," and even though I I had already killed the boss, I like was trying to get up the ladder, and I it got me like two or three times before I finally managed to just climb up it, and I was not in a hurry. <laughs> oh my god I, I was just gonna ask on the like uh because you mentioned like yeah traveling back to another side of grace like uh yeah what do you think of like the the kind of fast travel and like the distribution of the the sites of grace in this because i feel like in in a lot of games for example the <laughs> like skyrim mm. uh fast travel just kind of like completely takes out any sense of any like need to explore the world or any sense of like traveling between locations i haven't found the like sites of grace have had that kind of effect um it's been more like mm. okay i'm in i'm in this area and i've come up against this boss who i do not want to fight now yeah. so i'll go to some other location head back maybe try a round or two go to some other location i think they've struck a very nice balance i mean honestly i feel like i don't know if I have like the the game design knowledge to quite pick out why it works here and doesn't work in Skyrim as much, um, but it just feels like so much better in terms of exploration. And it, when you're going through a long dungeon or whatever, 
you're always just waiting for the next checkpoint so that you can like relax and like <laughs> like <laughs> untense you're like um, i've made so much progress here i cannot die because i need to <laughs> get to the next side of grace yeah in the original dark souls bonfire placement was a really really well done thing where it was always just far enough to sort of create a tension when you're going from one to the other mm -hmm. um and this feeling that like you need to get to the next resting point you're in danger um and i would say as the series went on they became a little too generous with them and i i would say if anything i would like that they were a little just a little less um a little fewer and further between in this game but i would say it's still pretty good how they've apportioned it and it's definitely better than skyrim where you can just fast travel anywhere you've been because exploring is really important you need to make me run around at least a little bit because i'm gonna find stuff that i missed the first time mm -hmm. i pass through you know and mm. they, mm. they've they've done a pretty good job i think of of not making it tedious to have to run all over the map but not ruining the exploration with infinite you know fast travel to every location you know right yeah i, I feel like in in elden ring it seems like there are like there are quite a lot of sites of grace and that kind of thing that are like somewhat hidden or like you might not notice them on the the first time you go past like mm, there are yeah. a bunch of areas where like i've i've been through and be like okay i guess there's no side of grace in this area only to come back and it to be like directly in front of you but given that like there's that element and and how like sprawling the open world is i kind of appreciate having having more sites of grace because mm -hmm. like i like in in dark souls you have that classic problem of like there being uh, an essential the one essential bonfire for this area hidden behind an illusory wall and like if you don't find that you're you're kind of stuck whereas yeah this it's it it's it, like more forgiving in a sense but um also means that like they can have more of these just like hidden sites of grace or yeah areas that are difficult to reach without mm -hmm. making it like completely unnavigable punishing yeah yeah, yeah. also they gave you a horse Yes. I feel like that's one of the things I don't know like the way they implemented the horse makes it like the most convenient form of transportation in an open world I think I've ever played maybe yeah there's no fucking you around it mm. just it teleports onto you when you get off it, it it's gone it's not like in um skyrim Witcher or skyrim where your horse where is just fucking there dying and yeah yeah, yeah. Oh my god, fucking horses in Oblivion. I never used them just because they were... You would, like, buy a horse, like, get in combat, not be able to attack on the horse, get off the horse, the yeah. horse would run a mile into the wilderness, and it's gone. <laughs> yeah. To go attack a rat. Horses in Bethesda games are a nightmare. Yeah, no, they're, they're awful. In this, it's like, you press the button, you're on it. You press the button again, it's fucking gone. Mm. Problem mm. solved. Mm. This is how every game should do it. Don't make mm. me fuck around with the horse. <laughs> exactly. Have either of you played Breath of the Wild? Um, oh yeah. Like I, I haven't, but like, yeah, it feels no, like the horse. They took inspiration from the the horse in that. Is that right? Well, Breath of the Wild is funny because the horse actually kind of fucking sucks. But mm. there's a DLC that adds a special saddle that makes it so it will teleport to you. Um, right. So they. Okay. It was only in uh, a post-release content uh, that that they made the horse good. I don't have a Switch, and I haven't bothered to set up emulation. Hey, did you play it legit, or did you, uh, you know? 
I played it legit. I got a Switch. I love ah, the Switch. Okay. Um, it's it's really nice to play, and it's got a lot of good games. Mm. And Breath of the Wild, before this came out, Breath of the Wild, I would cite as the best open world uh, action RPG sort of game. Um, but I would say mm. that Elden Ring is, has taken that title. It's incredible how this this style of like open world RPG, right? This kind of like, mm. I would have really have considered this something that was pioneered by things like the Elder Scrolls. There's like a, a long tradition of like Western RPGs having like these fully immersed, like explorable open worlds. Mm. And I, I think that there was not nearly as much of that in like in like in Japanese games. Like you would have something like, you know, Final Fantasy where you've got like an overworld, right? Mm. Um, and it's taken, a, it's, it seems like it's taken a very long time for like Japanese game developers to sort of make their own takes on that and it's interesting mm -hmm. that like some of them have been like better like way way better than the, <laughs> the western contemporaries who have been doing it longer it seems like and i feel like breath of the wild might be a big part of the reason why but it feels like more recently there's a big boom now in, in japanese studios doing that like mm -hmm. there's going to be like an open world sonic game that they've just released i haven't played it that like open world uh pokemon game like all these big franchises are suddenly doing these big open world games and it's like the west has been toying with this and, and frankly doing a shit job for mm. the most part make for like no literally making it worse like, like <laughs> yeah. devolving yeah. <laughs> from morrowind into fucking oblivion or worse yet into or like into a ubisoft yeah, yeah. yeah. devolving from morrowind yeah. into a ubisoft sandbox open world with just a million little crappy side quests like just the map filling with icons of things you need to do like in mm. in elden ring originally they didn't even have fucking icons for npcs that you could find you had to just remember that uh now mm. now thankfully they've added it's like the two icons you've got on your the entirety of your fucking map is like sites of grace important locations and npcs and that's it you can add custom markers, which is useful, mm -hmm. and that's that's it. It's not gonna. You're not following a fucking arrow around, because that's awful. It's yeah. no one likes that. It sucks. Man. It kind of, the map, honestly, it kind of reminds me of um, that that custom marker thing. That's something that's been around in like immersive sims and RPGs, like from the beginning, like Ultima Underworld, mm -hmm. the first yeah. 3D RPG had a map that you could write shit on. Yeah, I love that. It's a great map too, because like when you look at it, you can really tell just from looking at the map, like how to get around, what the, mm. what the ways up different cliffs are and stuff. Like it's a, it's a beautifully done map. I really love it. And, and like organically find mm. interesting areas and that kind of thing. Like you'll, you'll spot yeah. that like there's an outline of a building here that I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, you can tell that they put yeah. a lot of thought into the map because it strikes of like, it strikes like a very a uh, perfect balance between showing you enough detail to let you navigate around the world but not showing so much that like it doesn't show you so much that you can use it to like navigate difficult obstacles like it just shows you like the rough outline of the place you're going and you have to like pay attention to what's happening around you which I think contrasts quite a bit from something like like Ubisoft, the Ubisoft open world, where it like shows you like a, a GPS street level view, or Skyrim, where it's a mm. just like a kind of camera shot of the world. <laughs> from, yeah, from 
Yeah. Um, and like, I really love Witcher 3, but like, it's so guilty of just like, you're following arrows and the map mm -hmm. is very, the map is very flat. So you are just kind of, the arrow is in the north. I'm just running in line with the compass until I get mm. there kind mm. of thing. Uh, whereas mm. in this game, you have to always think about how you're traversing these pretty complex terrains. Like I said, so mm. much verticality, mm. like cliffs everywhere, mm. mountains oh, everywhere. Yeah. And like, yeah. they're not just there for show. Like you have to like figure out how to navigate them. Like there's parts of the game where if you want to get down from a cliff, you have to like jump onto these little like tombstones just sprouting out of the side yeah yeah <laughs> you know and they've got like these jump pads for your horse that send you like a million miles in the air they've made so much good use out of verticality that it's quite quite impressive I, yeah, yeah i think you can't morrowind up the sign of a mountain in this game you gotta do it right <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. you, they don't do the elder scrolls things where well to be fair in skyrim for a while your horse could just walk vertically up a side of a mountain <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> and yeah i think like one of my one of my favorite little design elements um with like how you navigate the world has to be like the little lines coming off the sites of grace um, mm, yeah. and how they like point to the next kind of essential uh, side of grace like that to me is such a like it's such a clever way of like it gives you a clear direction to follow and like a clear indication of where the next important thing is but mm. it's yeah it's not like a waypoint marker or like a little compass dot on the top of your screen it like gives you a like direction to head and then leads you to explore um yeah it's like an NPC being like, yo, go northwest. Yes. And you're like, yeah. okay, the only time there's go. ever been like a quest indicator is like that uh, when you kill the undead boatman and then you go back to the round table hold and talk to D, he's like, mm. oh, sweet, you killed this guy. Well, go kill this guy too. And he puts like a little mm. marker on your map. Yeah, oh, yeah he, mar he marks the portal to go, yeah, to the beast clergyman. There's a couple other things where later in the game at the Volcano Manor, they will assign you to, like, assassinate some people, and there'll be markers where their summon signs are. Mm. Um, but, like, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. And I'm glad they use it in, in that case, because it would be a pain to find them otherwise. But I think the other thing you can do is you can put down little waypoints, like the pillars mm. of light. And then, I mean, but you put those yeah, there. Yeah, you put markers down. They don't, they don't ever do that for you. Yeah, you mark your own stuff. The one thing that it shows is when you die and you drop your souls or uh, yeah. runes yeah, in this game. It, it shows you that. you fucking need fuck that. For that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things that H-Bomber guy talks about in his video with Fallout 3, I'm pretty sure. It's like how, you know, game design changes depending on what crutches you give to the player. Like, mm. there are fucking missions in fallout 3 where you have to find like a nondescript tiny item on a desk like in the underground complex that would not work mm. in any way unless you had like a heads-up display thing showing you exactly where the item was I, I think he also talks about this with um uh, his latest deus ex video where he talks about how there are a segment of the game where all of that ui gets disabled and then suddenly the level is actually designed for you to like look around it and explore it without that and how much better it is. Yeah, it's like, bro, you could just made the game like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, th I think that the Elden Ring strikes a nice balance of like convenience and like having the actual joy of discovery because there are multiple times when like 
I just go back to like an earlier area that I did not explore as well as I thought I did. Hmm. Like the gate uh, out of Limgrave to like the Storm Highlands. I was like fighting the, the giant there and I like looked up and I was like, you know, he's probably dropping down from something. I, need, I should go and see if I can like look at where he was. Hmm. And like not only can you go up there to where the giant is like hanging out and just kick his ass. Um, and there's like items up there and stuff. But you could get into the gatehouse. Damn. Like I, you can do it two ways. You can jump into it like with your horse from the top, and there's a mm -hmm. fucking like medallion in there that increase that increases your arrows range, or you can go on the to the right side of it and just go into a door. And it's like I don't know. It, it just it's so interesting, just like how much detail is put into everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. like, it just really rewards exploration. Maybe not with something that your your build can use, but it, it just fires up your imagination and makes you think about what kind of characters you could make now that you know that this item is here. Oh, I, I was going to say, even if it's uh, something you can't use, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you can just <laughs> check out the item description and get a tiny, cool nugget of Elden Ring lore. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and like I've got five characters that, I've, that are simultaneously going through the game because you constantly <laughs> find stuff and it's like oh this is the coolest sorcery ever i need to make a sorcerer and come back here exactly um <laughs> and that's such a credit to how like cool all the stuff in it is like in terms of rule of cool man this game absolutely nails it you can do so much exactly. cool shit. yeah that's what i was trying to get at before is that like it reminds me a lot with when i was a kid uh, playing like D D 3.5 and the, like the most time i ever spent playing like i barely played 3.5 i did like a couple campaigns that were fun but i would say the majority of my time spent in 3.5 was just making characters yeah like totally thinking of a cool mm. guy and just trying <laughs> yeah. to trying to make that cool guy with the rule set and elden ring has that exact same appeal of realizing that no matter what kind of character you want to play you're able to do that incredible character yeah. creation and, well, and the, the character creator itself seems to make much more uh, naturalistic-looking characters than some of the previous. Oh, yeah. Creators. It's a lot I, better this time. Like, uh, I don't know, does it, does it have the same, like, ceiling of bizarre characters you can make? I, I like, didn't Probably. play around with it too long. Probably. I, I don't know if it has the same ceiling, but you can still make weird little freaks if you want. Glad to hear it. You should make <laughs> wide, wide little green boys with like, you know, a frog face. You need your wide green boys. You gotta exactly. have. You gotta have wide, like little chode men who are wider than they are tall. <laughs> just every slider at one end. Exactly. Just short as as possible, wide as possible. I think I'll make. <laughs> I'll, I'm, I think I'll make my dual club character that like just yes. uh, and name yeah. him Chode. <laughs> Chodnan the Barbarian. Chodnan the Barbarian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys have any other points that you'd like to bring up? Because we're probably running out of time for this, and I'd like to get to one more thing before we close out. Oh man, I feel like that. There are a million other things yeah. we, could, <laughs> we could talk about. Oh yeah, just just one thing. Um, while we're talking about the map, I I don't know if this is right or if if you've noticed it. Like, are there some areas where the map is like inaccurate? Cause like I I feel like I've spotted some areas where it's like 
the map says there should be like a, a spur of rock here going out yeah. into the ocean, but there's nothing. They, I think it's very deliberate, like the level of detail they put in the map or the lack of detail they put into the map. Because it yeah. like it like leaves what's surprises. happened here is recent. Mm-hmm. It leaves yeah. surprises mm. to you, you know. And I think you know maybe it could be a thing where it's like this is a map made in such and such year, and like some of the changes aren't reflected on it, which would be very interesting. Yeah, like is there is there an in world explanation for the map? I have no idea. That's a good I'm thing not to check. Sure. Yeah. Okay, as as person who's put the most hours into this, any any sign of the cartography yet or anything? No, but you you find these map pieces at these weird like pillars throughout mm. the fucking map. Mm. And I do. Th- mm. There might be something about it. I don't know. There's a really interesting yeah. point. Um, the village of of Albanorix, um, mm. which mm. is the mm. southwest of of Liernia. and if you go there, you will begin to realize that what you're what you're navigating is not reflected on the map because the village is kind of under this big, like overhanging Mm. cliff. Mm -hmm. And what you're seeing on the map is actually what's on top of that cliff that you can only access later in the game via a specific quest line. Yeah. Rani's quest line. Yeah. And I was wondering for ages, like what the fuck is up there? Why doesn't this look like where I am? Uh, Mm. And I think that also tells you a bit about the village and how it's this kind of like forgotten afterthought. Yeah, um, yeah. you don't get the impression the kingdom really gives a fuck it's like they're, they got like a poison swamp all around them like mm. this is a backwater that is not even on the map basically mm. right yeah it's kind of interesting like there's a lot of stuff like that like blink and you'll miss it stuff in the game um, yeah. you'll never find everything you don't need to do a 100% run and I don't think for your sanity I would not recommend a 100% run <laughs> K apparently will be doing a 100% run but <laughs> do, do a run and then spend like hours and hours reading the wiki exactly yeah that's cool watch watch fucking uh vadi video videos he'll fucking yes, yeah. sort it out for you save your marriage save your job save your save your grades <laughs> save your grades yeah. yeah one last thing i'll say about this game is i think most open world games suck and i hope that this is even Half as influential as Dark Souls was on like every mm. like third person action uh, action RPG and, and and Metroidvania and stuff, and I hope that everyone looks at this and is like, oh, that's how you make this game good. That's how you mm. make Elder Scrolls good. That's how you make uh, I don't know Assassin's Creed good. Just like just just fucking steal from FromSoft. It's what half of you did with Dark Souls, and it improved almost every game that did it. Mm. Better than you. Like- just fucking steal from them. Huh? <laughs> so many games, so many games took the wrong lessons from Dark Souls, though. Like that is true. That is sorry. true. But I, when I think of like, for me, God of War Four is the big like. This is a series incorporating the right lessons from Dark Souls, true, true, and, yeah. and being being so much better. And I like the I like the original God of War games, but God of War Four is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I want more mm-hmm. of that. All right, so. Um, unfortunately, I think we'll have to skip the topic of wizard anti-Semitism for now. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, but believe me, the Steam dev goes on anti-mask rant and patch notes is quite good. Um, (laughs) we can do a whole episode on Harry Potter. Yeah, that's it. That's a whole episode. (laughs) Although it would be good to have you back on for that just because, you know, we've got the track record of you having the only good wizard game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well happy to be back like i, I will <laughs> probably just be playing elden ring if i'm not uh 
<laughs> not appearing on podcasts. So. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I'll probably be doing that instead of editing this podcast. So I look forward hey. to this being out in two months. <laughs> Coming out in June, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is from a, a, a several sites, but it's a Steam Game Devs Patch Notes includes anti-mask rant. Users immediately revolt. Uh, this is for an indie game called Domina, which is like a management combat game that's supposed to simulate being like a gladiator or whatever. I think you're a gladiator like owner. Yeah, you're basically it's a yeah. management game with gladiators. You're like a gladiator manager, but it's really not the most important thing. The most important thing is that this is like this is like a return to tradition type idiot with a V, um, return v <laughs> to tradition, and this is one of his his patch notes. All right, are you guys ready for this? Ready. <laughs> all right, Domino version one point three point eighteen beta. Fixed. Minister might not buy wine, water, even when it's available in the market. Fixed. Charioteer stops whipping horse during second race. New. Voxel mode drawing resolution times two. Optimized. Gladiator render blah 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 blah. Uh, optimized particle dust effects rendering drawing plus FPS. Take off the fucking masks. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're at the grocery store, try showing a woman your face. Be confident. <laughs> Unafraid of the lies, dash, dash. You might get a girlfriend. Women like confidence. <laughs> Women don't like dudes who cover up their faces in fear. What are you afraid of? Getting laid? Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh That's my not god. a patch note at all. No. That's, um, <laughs> a lot to um, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and since they put this in their patch notes, they've kind of been getting review bombed by a ton of people, going from mostly positive to overwhelmingly negative. <laughs> I love unsolicited advice on how to get a girlfriend from game developers. I think they should do this all the time. It's, it's incredible. It's helpful. <laughs> this isn't the, the, even the only time he's done this. So in an earlier patch, 1.2.89 beta, um, he's got like the regular patch notes. I won't bother reading through that, but here's where it gets interesting. New, unarmed men will sometimes fight instead of just running around looking for weapons. <laughs> then, like, there's an asterisk that sometimes, it's like, some men still won't fight. They're weak. There's no accounting for weak men. <laughs> weak men <laughs> lack character. <laughs> Strong moral fiber is hard to come by. It's earned through hard work and sacrifice, and it cannot be had via OnlyFans or Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> no those fucking things are demonic possessions waiting to show you a succubus titty in the hope you'll waste the load on her instead of spending that energy studying how to weld or grow a potato or learning a new language or how to program a computer that's true every time you nut you you, you lose can't a skill. learn you a new skill after yeah, you, you can't learn how to weld if you just fucking can. all your welding get, all your welding energy gets gooped out. Oh fuck! Listen, yeah. kids. Dot dot dot. 
get off them porn tubes and do something with your life because no one is going to give you a goddamn thing. And this whole mess we call civilization is only getting harder. <laughs> we need solutions and we need smart men who can work hard and implement those solutions. Yeah, smart men like this guy who's telling you don't jack genius. off or society will collapse. <laughs> Masturbating to e-girls isn't going to solve the energy crisis, is it? Get to work. Oh my god. And then uh, then below that it's like dot 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 or play video games and have a relax and then go to work fresh tomorrow. I can't possibly know what's best for you in your individual situation. <laughs> really what? don't let strangers on the internet tell you how to live your life if you want to be told how to live your life read the new testament <laughs> the internet will only tell you lies oh my god this guy fucking rules that last bit was written in what i can only uh assume is post nut clarity <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, well i love how throughout that it's like uh, listing off all these other things you could be doing, and then just like every time it's like, I then play video games. Game related, My video yeah, it's game. like the shameful last thing in the list. It's like you can learn to weld and cut wood. And I would say, I would say, video games are far more of a masturbatory time waste than actually jerking <laughs> off. Like, yeah. Mm. Unless you make a real fucking evening out of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've played four-hour sessions of uh, Elden Ring, and I've, I mean, I'm not better as a human being. Uh, I enjoyed my time, but it's like, I didn't learn how to weld or a language, you know? It's, so it's like, jerking off, that takes like, what, 10 minutes? Like, it around like the longer side it's not that it doesn't take <laughs> nearly as much of my uh my anima <laughs> your mana my energy being <laughs> to accomplish like <laughs> compared to some video games and this guy just like yeah you should play my video game too and read the bible <laughs> I'm going to say as well, like, I, I haven't, like, looked up this game or anything, but if it's a management game, <laughs> that's going to be one of the biggest time sinks you could possibly, oh, possibly get. definitely. Yeah, I kind of wanted to play this. It might even be on my wish list, but probably not going to buy it now. <laughs> I would just like to know, uh, David, as a person who has games on Steam, mm. when will you be adding notes like this to your patch notes? <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's, it's clearly a, it's a missed opportunity put the entirety of the communist manifesto in one of yes. your patch notes that's Spectre a is haunting europe <laughs> and then I, I can, tell yes. people to stop jerking off <laughs> while you're spending your time jerking off you'd be reading marks and <laughs> organizing your union that's true that would be that's the, true. that would be fucking amazing just have like that fucking take <laughs> just like oh my god this guy like i i went to this guy's twitter and he is like one of the most repulsively pathetic human beings i think i've ever seen uh there are a couple things that mark him out as such um for one he's like retweeting groipers and like elon Ugh. musk which is just like the saddest thing you could possibly do and here's a little here's a little tweet from his uh his Twitter that I, I want to read out to you guys uh just for you know context he is Canadian. Right? Ew! I know, disgusting. 
the biggest red flag. Yeah. Another yeah. gang member of the Commonwealth of Crime. <laughs> uh, here we go. I don't want to see or hear Justin Trudeau anymore. Stop spreading his message, collaborators. Cut ties with anyone who points a camera at him. Stop investing energy in employees of the CBC. Unfriend, unfollow, no more pearls for swine. We need you, soldier. Harden. <laughs> what are you wow. talking about? <laughs> uh, now, personally, I would also not like to see or hear Justin Trudeau anymore. <laughs> well, I can sympathize with that, but... I think that um, saying that you are a soldier and you need to harden, I mean, that kind of goes against his earlier message of anti-fap, kind of. <laughs> That's true. Oh, th this it's accompanied by a stupid photo of like a centurion helmet. Exactly. Listen, listen <laughs> I will bet you one billion dollars that I, in fact, any one of us knows infinitely more about ancient Rome than this fucking loser. <laughs> it's pure, just like aesthetic sure. fetishization. Yeah. Listen, everything I learned about ancient Rome, I pretty much got from uh, the YouTube channel where the guy animates like the little dots running around on the screen. Oh, yeah. What's that fucking hmm. from? Shout out to the little dots guy. Shout out to the little <laughs> dots guy. He, he does like little Roman legions. Oh. Historia Civilis, which is a pretentious as fuck name. Oh my god, yeah. Don't <laughs> don't do anything like in Latin or whatever. No. It's cringe. And you're posting it cringe. on YouTube for all to see. But I do like their videos, unfortunately. Um, I just learned about it from books like an idiot, so I don't Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> history degree history major over here talking about Oh fucking college over here. Mr. College boy <laughs> over here, just fancy pants books. Not good enough for us lumpen proletarian who learn all about the world through <laughs> through, through shitty YouTube videos. Oh my god. Um, there's another patch. This is the Domino 1.3 <laughs> beta where he's just talking about the multiplayer patch. Um, it just like blah, 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 blah. Please be patient and report bugs to the forum. Supporting the developer with cash money because he lives <laughs> in a socialist utopia where nothing works is the best way to ensure timely updates. <laughs> buy the first wave of DLC and then the soundtrack and we'll do our best to keep going into work every day despite civilizational collapse uh, and then the, the, <laughs> the point underneath that is no way John McAfee killed himself highly dubious highly fucking dubious and this is in his fucking <laughs> multiplayer patch oh my god this guy's so unhinged, I love him! And, by the way, I, the socialist utopia, I would like to remind you, is Canada. <laughs> fucking idiot. I know, just fuck this idiot. Oh. Uh, so he's yeah, whining because he needs money because Canada's socialist? I don't even, like, I don't even get his fucking point. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's so, it, like, looking at this guy's like posts it's just so incomprehensible like just weird anti-fap activism garbage well i, I love i i was just reading through the full patch notes on on steam mm -hmm. 
And yes, you've got like the March 9 patch note with the anti-mask grant. Um, right. And there's there's one patch note since then, which is a single line long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of his patch notes are just, most of his patch notes are just like regular patches, right? You know? Mm. They're just like, oh, I fixed some technical issue. But then he just, for no reason, puts in like insane screeds about how <laughs> how your vital life forces are ejected through semen. <laughs> so then there's loads of negative reviews and a lot of them are talking about the stupid shit he said. A lot of them are also saying that this guy uh, removed content from the game and then resold it as DLC. So he's also a dick. Yeah, uh, that's capitalism, in like a baby. business sense. Well, uh, see why? Because he lives in in the, the known communist yeah. nation, uh, Canada. The most <laughs> communist a country has ever been. Canada. That's right, Canada, baby. <laughs> Holy shit! Under Justin Castro Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, people often forget that's his middle name, and I think it's important to say it. Indeed. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, I I knew we'd have to do this on the the show because it is it's one of the funniest rants I think I've ever read. I love it. Um, I'm gonna be adding things like that to um the descriptions of my YouTube videos from now good. on. I good, think good, good. Uh, <laughs> my viewers need to know they gotta stop jerking off. David, as the only person who can who can actively replicate this feat, we expect you to put I, your I will most. Have to. Right. We, need, we need strong unhinged. warriors for yes. I don't know something. We need <laughs> to save our seed so that we, we can learn how to podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all, all I'll say is God bless people who actually read patch notes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ugh. So before we go, I want to read my favorite negative review. All right. Read it's it. a short sweet. Unfortunately, I can no longer refund this. Right. Playtime, 2.1 hours. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Short and sweet. Love it. Beautiful. It's, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy when someone's like, you see, like, I don't like this game. <laughs> two hours, one minute. Yeah, you just ticked over two hours and then saw the patch notes and were like, ah, fuck. I have this now. All right. Well... <laughs> I think that that's just about everything. So, David, why don't you tell us where people can find you, what you're working on, and some games of yours they should check out. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, on Twitter, at Calestia3. Um, all my games are up on Itch, uh, under Calestia, a couple up on Steam as well. Yeah, currently, as I said, mostly working on my Elden Ring playthrough. <laughs> but, uh... Like everyone also, else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, still still working on a bunch of different prototypes. Kind of come back around to a like, do you know like Kim Philby, the Soviet spy who uh, became like the head of anti-Soviet activities within the UK intelligence services in the like 30s and 40s? I'm not familiar with him. No, uh, me neither. Uh, well, le legendary character. Uh, starting work on a espionage thriller uh, about loosely about him. So okay. we'll see if that uh, if that arrives. Do you get to summon a horse in your game? <laughs> you, you you do not. Mm. How many uh, sorceries I can I use? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so unfair that other games have to be compared to Elden Ring at all. 
<laughs> it's, it's, it's not it's not a fair comp it's not a fair competition i'm looking forward to being mean at bethesda's next game whenever oh, that happens me too elder scrolls <laughs> 6 is gonna suck major ass um yeah. just like the track record they've had like the last three or four games it's just been awful i mean like the latest like big rpg was like i mean fallout 76 which ooh, <laughs> less said about that the better but fallout 4 was also just wretched yeah yeah I think people well, are going to be shocked how similar the new Elder Scrolls is to Skyrim, even after all this time. That's mm -hmm. my prediction. Well, we're going to get their, their space one first, I think. Oh, yeah. Space um, room. Yes. Which, yeah, people will probably be shocked how similar that is to Skyrim. Oh, it's, it's so fucking bad. They, like, they, they just use the same formula every time, and they're using the same engine they've used for like 20, like, like 30 years. <laughs> Ugh. It's, yeah, it's bad. At least it means you don't need to like learn any new console commands to. I guess. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, Kay. Where can people find you? Right, you can find me on Twitter at Kay and Skittles, where I uh, almost never post about how you shouldn't be jerking off, and we need warriors for mm -hmm. like I, I don't know uh, Christ's army or I don't know what this deal is. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Kay and Skittles. Um, I make videos, and you have to watch them or you'll die. That's not a threat. That's just like a thing that'll happen. And I stream on the weekends uh, on Twitch, K and Skittles. Come and watch me uh, kill everyone in Elden Ring uh, until everyone learns how to dodge the good sorceries and then watch me lose a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. You can find me at 8Alton8 on Twitter. You can find my YouTube channel at Alton Plays, where I occasionally upload clips of gameplay and... We'll eventually upload the entirety of all the, the episodes of Vigatuto eventually. And also, you should go follow me on Twitch uh, at twitch.tv slash Alton8 because I want to get to 50 followers before uh, 420. This is like a personal goal of mine. So go go check me out on Twitch. Please. Please. Do it. I'm, I'm following you as we speak. Hell yes. <laughs> but besides from that, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. We're probably all too busy playing Elden Ring to actually listen to a podcast, but who knows? Maybe you listen to them while you're just riding around on your horsey, because that's fun. I do yeah. that sometimes. It's excellent. All right. So until next time, bye, everyone. Hey. Goodbye.